Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My Talk 107.1, Everything Entertainment. It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, where we think about celebrities, talk about celebrities, and sometimes animals. Like what kind of animals? Well, uh, like or animals. an amphibian. Or is a snake an amphibian? No, it's Uh-oh. a, her- a herpet- herpet- herpetologist. That's a snake person. Oh, the person. The Herp- snake is... Herp- herpelicious. Herpa- herpers? What are snakes? Are snakes just snakes in the animal kingdom? Well, reptiles. some of... Oh, they repti- are reptiles. Oh, my God. Okay. That's the word I was looking for. Girl, some it's a good thing we're on the radio. Boa constrictors lay eggs and... Pythons give birth to live snakes. Interesting. I learned that on this video of these two snake wranglers. They're in Florida and they got a call um, about a very large white, which they thought was a python in their backyard. So this is now snakes like this are invasive species to Florida and they actually support. There's a whole season where you catch them. Oh, they have like a snake season. Yes. They don't want them there. Okay. Okay. Because it's they're not invasive part species. of their, the, yeah. these are Burmese pythons. These are, you know, they're just not supposed to be These there. are pets that ended up in the wild and they shouldn't be it's there. It's like there are, I think I read something like 16,000 just every year they keep. Really quick side note. Yeah. I was just in Hawaii. They don't have snakes in Hawaii. You oh. cannot bring snakes into Hawaii. You can't have snakes as pets. They have no native uh, uh, snake species in Hawaii. That's There's cool. one that's kind of like a worm thing, but they were like, that's not a snake. Anyway, you can't bring snakes into Hawaii because they're so invasive. Oh, my gosh. That's anyway, so, so back cool. to Florida. And your mother lives in Florida. She does. She has, has she not... ever seen a large snake? Yes. There's usually, but they're they're the native kind. Okay. They're not deadly, but she's like, if you see a big I think they're like dark colored, like a mm-hmm. black, uh, I forget what they're called, but okay. she's like, if you see them, just back away, but they're not <laughs> going to kill you. All snakes, in my opinion, just yeah. back away. Yes. So they get a call, these snake wranglers, from uh, this guy, and he's like, I have a huge, uh, you know, like albino <laughs> snake in my backyard. Okay? <laughs> Stop. So they're like, okay, whatever. It went away, and they're like, I don't really believe this. But then, right. So they're like, okay, yeah. So then he called back the next day and he's like, oh, it's here again. Because it went away. And so they went to wrangle it. And um, I think I have some audio of these. I apologize. I don't know their names, but these are the snake wranglers. The snake snake. wranglers. Yes. Going to a Florida backyard where there's a giant white snake. Yes. Not the band. (laughs) Okay, guys, we are going to weigh this snake. So this snake is 52 pounds. Holy crap. That is big boa. Oh, it's straight, it's straight. Oh. It crinkled up pretty good. And right, don't let the tape hit it too hard. Come Nine down. feet, five inches. Whoa. Listen to that. Oh. I'm gonna go get you from behind so you don't fight me. 
Yeah, that's. I'm gonna get you from behind so you don't bite I've me. Heard I left that, that in on the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm sorry. Rhett Stanberry is his name. Who just made that statement? Um, and uh, he and his girlfriend or wife are snake wranglers. And I watched the whole video, like when they actually capture the snake. Oh my god, that like, thing is so. Huge. They're so calm and they have no fear. And then she sits with it. And uh, this. Wow, this, she's fully like Britney Spearsing it. I know, and she has a, she has great boobies and a black. T- uh, uh, this woman needs a reality on. show. Does she have a reality show? She Come needs on. one. She has a, a sleeve tattoo. She has a black uh, bikini top on. She's got like a yeah. She's beautiful. She's cute, and she also is like oh, they put it in a wheelbarrow to move it out of the sun to uh, actually stretch it out and and measure it. And it's hissing in this wheelbarrow. And she goes, oh, look, it's so cute. This is so fascinating. I could. Oh, my God. They're in Naples. Yeah. That's where my mom is. I thought so. I was going to It says hashtag you. Naples. <laughs> oh, great. Do not send this to my mom. She oh is not going to want to hear this. I'm actually sending this to Jamie. Oh, gosh. <laughs> because we're headed there in a couple of weeks. So they um, have the snake and they are actually putting it in a snake sanctuary. Um, they're putting the snake on a diet. She, she says, she's yeah. already a meanie, so I'm sure she's going to get even meaner when she's hungry. But she's just joking around. It's bizarre. So I, you know, it's funny because I don't, I was watching Mike uh, while you were playing the clip and he was like taking his headphones off. He couldn't hear the sound. Oh, Mike. I, so you must have like a severe, do you have a snake allergy? Uh, yeah, I've got three fears and one's legitimate and that one is snakes. snakes. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, I, I can't do that. I have a healthy respect for snakes. I don't want to be in their habitat. Mm-hmm. I, I've never, I love all animals and I've had pet, every pet probably that mm. you can name. Okay, maybe not every, but a lot. Never had a snake because I just have no... There's something about snakes. I'm like, I don't think that thing wants to be in a terrarium. And I don't want it in my house. I think that we should, as human beings, have an innate fear of things like snakes. I don't... I think that they're just... You know, they're just doing what they do, snaking around. They're just they snaking have to it. eat. Just they snaking. They're not evil. I'm sorry. They're just not. No. Um, in fact, they're incredibly fascinating. Like if you just think about the aerodynamics or the the mechanics of a snake, right? Yes. They, they just don't seem like they should be able and to they're exist. They're so soft. Like I have had a snakes. Like I've held a snake just like that. And and so soft, so sweet. Her name is Banana. Oh. Yes, I have a friend who owns a. A zoo actually that rescues animals from drug dealers and like the police call them if they need okay to Rescue get a tiger out of that's a awesome. freaking basement that some idiot has or snakes they encounter that a lot and so I feel I feel like, like Dawn has friends of people that should just have reality shows oh for sure <laughs> you're like I got a friend and they just pick up snakes from drug dealers <laughs> what? Do? I mean, they have a what? whole they have a whole like exotic zoo, but it's not like Tiger King. They're all like rescue animals. So, but that's fat. Like you know, these people are fascinating. They because are because who wakes up in the morning going, "I'm just waiting for a call from the cops for some <laughs> contraband reptiles." Yeah, let me go feed the sloths. So oh, they have sloths. They do, Aww. and they actually they're so good to their animals. This proves it that they um they have bred more sloths in captivity of this certain species of sloth that. More than anyone else in the world, in Branson, their wow. sloths are so happy that they're just like, yeah, let it. me just slowly Sexy, horny move sloths. on over to you. Uh, in two hours, I'll be there and we'll make love. 
<laughs> like, a, oh my God, that's fascinating. What else do they have? Oh, Sloths? they have um, oh, just all kinds of things. They have lions, hyenas, um, wildebeests. Like D- it's grown. They have wildebeests. I'm, I'm almost or some. They have all these. Where kinds do they of, put these things? Like exotic animals. They own a bunch of land. Yes, it's a whole like a park now. It used to be. A smaller place, but now they've grown so much. And so they can make money off of and uh, allowing people to come view the animals? That's correct, yes. Okay. But they're very um, into teaching people about conservation and how, yeah. you know, trying to pass laws where Missourians don't get to just buy these animals. You because should not... we have the loosest laws when it comes to exotic okay. animals in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I've had a lot of weird exotic pets over the years and, well, in my 20s mostly because I thought... You know, like, I'm good to these animals. It's okay. Mm. We should not own exotic animals. Yeah. They should not be pets. I had a sugar should... glider once. Yeah, those are, like, exactly really the kind sad. of animals that you shouldn't have. Yeah, there are nesting animals, and they don't tell you that they need each other, or they can die of loneliness, yeah. actually. So we ended up selling ours to a couple who had a boy sugar glider, and so oh, then they, so they made babies, happy. and they were in a really big enclosure that was, like, the size of half their room, I had a pygmy possum better. once. She oh died my. of pneumonia. Oh my Hattie God. opossum. I still have her, but like that was the point at which I was like, I shouldn't have this animal. Yeah. So I stopped and, and now I only have Wheezy. Wheezy. But Wheezy is, you know, dogs are supposed to be with us. Yes. Yes, yeah. they are. Okay. So I'm sorry. I was no. sidetracked by your my cavalcade of uh, <laughs> friends and family who need their own reality shows, <laughs> yes. starting with the... Missouri Animal Sanctuary that yeah. has snakes and other things, but back to Florida snake. Yes. That snake's going to have a safe home. It is with this couple. You know, this is like was someone's pet and they, it got, what happens is that the pets get too big and when it comes to lion cubs and people don't know what they're getting into, especially yeah. snakes, and then they just release it. Because they're like, I can't deal with a nine foot snake, ten nope. foot snake. I gotta let you go, no. and then that's and that bad thing for is, everyone. Yeah, it's bad for everyone, especially the snake, because the snake's like, dude, where are, where am I? I gotta eat something. Yeah, and guess what I'm eating. Yeah, it. Yeah, it I don't want to be. be on a dark road alone yeah. when that thing shows up. Right, or people's pets. You know. Oh no. Yeah. So anyway, um, the snake is okay. I am. I was just wanted to bring this story because I was amazed that these people are so calm when they're wrangling snakes. Oh God, for sure. <laughs> like you have to be a special kind of person to wrangle snakes. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yes. Do you have to be a special kind of person to show up at your family's house for the holidays? I think so. Are you that special kind of person? I could be or not. I'm going to talk to you about that coming up. All right, we'll do that when we return right here on My Talk 1071. It's the adventure. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, I am a brat, Bradley. I just want to say. Um, the Bradley and Dawn show, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's the Did adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Oh. I don't know. Okay. You're a brat? I am a brat. Why do you want to start with that? Because I have a Christmas situation going on. Oh, okay. Well, good. Can I be um, like your, your elf on a shelf? Yes, please. Okay. This is the situation. All right. And please don't harass my sister. I'm doing this all in good fun. Why would I? I don't even know your sister. When I'm well, a lot of people do. Oh, on Instagram. Okay. Oh, because she's got the farm. I do follow your (laughs) sister. Don't harass her. I won't. I promise. I don't want her to get her feelings hurt. Okay. I know she doesn't listen, so I'm going to talk about this. Okay, great. Nobody's (laughs) listening. It's just the two of us. It's fine. Okay, so she sent a text, and she's the oldest, so she's in charge usually. She's the boss, and she says, "I'm having Christmas." At 
uh, at my house this year, if that's okay with everyone. Do you guys normally do it somewhere else? My mom's house. Okay. Every so, once in a while, they do it at their house. At your sister's house? Yes. Okay, so she's decided she said, this year it's at her house. Yes. She said she calls him the hay man because he brings the hay for her goats. It's her husband. He has a real name. I'll just call him hay man. Okay. Hey, man, and I would be happy to host Christmas this year if that's okay with everyone. Dinner slash lunch at one as usual. But you're all welcome to come over any time before. And then okay. I get a separate. What? Okay. No, 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 no. What do you think? No, I was that? just going to say, well, I, a couple comments. One, put, it in pen, uh, put a pin in this for a later conversation about dinner at one um, or noon or whatever you said. Uh, one. One. Second of all. So this was just out of the blue. You were not expecting it. No. Okay. Well, she did ask me, are you coming home for Christmas? I don't suppose you're coming home for Christmas because usually I wouldn't be able to. And I said, I am. We're now forced to take Christmas off and the week after. And she was like, oh, great. I love forced Christmas vacation. And then we got that. Then I got another text after that that says, as you may have received, I just sent out a group text about Christmas dinner. Can you... Can you bring a charcuterie assortment, Italian meats and cheeses, and add the things mom puts in her tray, the deviled eggs and stuffed celery with gouda and olives? I assigned her the lasagna. Wait a minute. She's She's decided we're doing Christmas at my house. Yes. And because you normally have Christmas at your mom's, yes. when your mom puts out a charcuterie board, right, which is so fancy, don't even get me started. I also I it's hate a, the word charcuterie. A three I can't. tier tray. Oh, okay, I hate the word. Okay, but like your mom does this every year, and it's got all these things that your mom puts in, the, in the charcuterie the board, table, right? With the deviled eggs, your mom makes those. My mom right? makes those. My mom makes this weird like gouda concoction that sure. we stuff celery in. Oh, yeah, we do, we used to do that in uh, Houston. It's uh, pimento cheese bread. Yeah, it's some type of right, but it's not. It's no, a no. homemade yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to make deviled so eggs. She, she has decided, your sister's decided, that you are going to make your mom's charcuterie board. That's correct. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And your so- mom, does your mom normally make lasagna? She's been forced to over the years now because people... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Love by it so who? much. Oh, okay. So she brings lasagna. Okay, so your mom is used to making lasagna. Yes. You are now bringing the charcuterie board. And let me be clear about this. I don't make anything. That's why I'm a brat. Okay. Every year, it's sort of a joke. 
I will bring, no, I don't bring anything. My daughter will make a bunch of treats. Because my daughter is like a baker. Do you never bring anything? I don't. I like show you up. You, my, my gift to you is me. And I'm <laughs> the baby of the family. Okay. And so I go, I'm the baby. I don't make anything. And then my mom will say, hey, Don, can you come and whip these mashed potatoes? And then I'll pay my niece to do it. Don! <laughs> I go, hey, can you go make that caramel sauce for the, for the sweet potatoes? Thanks. Here you go. Well, hey, look. And your then I just niece chat. is probably happy with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I just chat. So I'm like, you're I'm, you're basically just bitter because your sister's making you work. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. I've know. got your solution. For and you. and and this. Okay. I feel that I don't feel like it's the same. It's not Christmas to me if it's not at my mom's house because my experience is now something different. Yeah, you Christmas just, to me is my mom's house. I was just gonna say you just said the key word there. My experience, <laughs> right? Or this is what did you say? Christmas this is not to my me. to Christmas to me. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe Christmas isn't just about you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, this is what I need. So, I need to. I need to have it reframed. I think. Uh, well, I was in the whole thing of like, girl, here's what you do. Your uh-huh. easy answer is call your niece and have her make the charcuterie. Give her forty bucks because <laughs> oh, it's a little more work than a caramel sauce. It, it, yeah, I don't even know how to do those things. Okay, so f- put it off on someone else. Order a charcuterie <laughs> oh, board. Good. I feel like every time I say that word, I'm gonna say a swear word. Charcuterie. I don't know why right. it sounds like a bad word. Anyway. <laughs> Pay, farm that workout. <laughs> yeah. But then I need you to bring to your therapist next week why you think Christmas is all about you. It's not, but I don't feel like it's <laughs> I don't feel like it's Christmas if I'm so you're like if I can't have my Christmas, <laughs> I'm not going. Minnesota. I I have You have to, to go. perform Girl, it's only cuz I know because I used to go to Texas every year for Christmas yeah. and when I showed up, guess what I did? What? Nothing. <laughs> Because when you come from out of town, people treat you like a guest. And I'm sure your sister's a little ticked off that you always get treated like a guest in your own home. But since I was little, I never did anything. I was the baby, and then I was still the baby, and then it's like, no, I don't do stuff. I ain't trying to get in the way of your family, (laughs) but I'm starting to understand your family a little bit. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Are you going to go? work it out. I don't know. You really don't know if you're going to go? I don't know. Of course because you're going to go. Because I'm a brat. And I'm like, I don't want to. Do, don't tell me you're what to do. You're not not going because don't of a charcuterie board. Do. I'll go to my friend Brooke's house and have to, <laughs> you would literally, I can't make it. You would not do that. Um, No, I wouldn't. But I thought about it. I want you to buy a charcuterie board. I will. And then you'll feel better about it. I think that Red Cow has a really great one, a Red oh, Rabbit, if I can preserve done. it and just, yeah. Preserve it. You know, the 10-hour drive. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, like, some ice packs. Yeah. Okay, Dawn. Okay. Do you feel better now? I do. Can we do Dreamweaver when we come back? Why don't you tell me about your dream? I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver, Dawn. It's Dreamweaver Dawn. Yay. Welcome back, Dawn. Wednesdays on the You're Adventures do this every of Bradley week? and Dawn. I am. Fabulous. Yes, yes. So I have three dreams. Thank you so much, Terry, Kirsten, and uh, and Sharon. 
Can I just to catch the audience up? Oh, because sure. from noon to three, they may not know that you have this unique talent. Oh, sure. So, I learned it. So it's, yes. Yeah, no, I'm just saying they might not know. What do you mean, Dreamweaver? Dawn's interpreting dreams. Yeah, so Dawn has been doing this on the morning show for? Um, well, since I, uh, six years or so, yeah, but off long, and on. Long before that, you mm. had the skill. You actually went to school for this, I right? I did. It was like after work type thing where I would go to the School of Metaphysics, which has centers all around the country and a college. So I learned to meditate. I mostly learned to not be a victim in life and that I know this sounds very woo-woo, but um, we like woo-woo. to take all of my experiences and realize that I am not, life isn't happening to me. I'm a participant. Okay. I participate in now, life and that I am responsible. Uh, now, there are certain, certain things that happen to people that obviously, but um, that I don't have to be a bystander in my life. Got I can it. actively change my life and participate. Okay. So that changed my life. Okay. Awesome. It, it and one of the benefits to, was you helping people understand their dreams. That's right. Because I also learned dream interpretation, which they've been, they are the masters of this. They have been around the world gathering people's dreams since the 1960s and then any language it, it it is a universal language of mind so it's really just the mechanics of what is the form and function of this thing and how can it relate to you uh, with your soul's message to you mm. because our souls don't really care about other people we're here on a journey to learn things in this lifetime and so the people there are just reflections of you Got it. so every time you dream about someone else it's a part of you so you need to think of three qualities that that person has. And then it's if it's a man, for me, it's my subconscious mind. Okay? And if it's a woman for me, then it is how I consciously, my conscious mind, how I'm moving about in the and world. And that's, you're saying, like, if you dream about a man, it's about your subconscious mind. If you dream about your husband, you're dreaming, and you're a woman or a man, you're dreaming about your subconscious Interesting. mind. Okay. And this was super, this has been super helpful to me. And I know a lot of people here at the station and also on the air. So, yes. Okay. So let's start with Sharon so we can get through these. Yeah. Um, Sharon emailed and said, Don, I have a dream every once in a while. I'm having issues making a connecting flight or train when I'm traveling. Different settings each time. Something will keep me from getting to the airport super early. Traffic, luggage issue, etc. But the fact remains I cannot make it to the plane or train. It's like I see it backing out of the gate when I'm approaching and not late, almost as if the plane or train is leaving early. Okay. This is awesome. All okay. right, good. So, Sharon, this is sporadically because there have been points in your life where you are supposed to move on to a different chapter of your life because this journey that you're supposed to go on, something is stopping you either emotionally, like literally baggage, okay? And that plane keeps leaving and you keep missing it and you know you're supposed to move on from whatever this is. But something's holding her back. Well, something's holding her back. She needs to progress into a different area of her life. It could be a job. It could be um, to move on from a past relationship or to let go of some anger so she can learn new things once she gets on that plane and takes that flight to the new place. Because the new place is where she can grow. So someday, if she deals with the stuff in front of her that she needs to move on from, she might dream about getting on that plane. She's going to get on the plane. Sharon, get on the plane. Get on the plane, Sharon. Okay, let's move on to Kirsten. Okay, Kirsten says, 
Um, you know, some of the backstory I don't really need, but it's okay to know that you have children. Okay. She has older children in their 20s. And she has a a relationship that's no longer, you know, she's been divorced from their dad for nine years. They are both happily remarried. She goes on to say about her dreams. I have reoccurring dreams about my kids and they are always little, never their current age. I always feel stuck with my ex-husband, even though I know in my dream that we are divorced. My my current husband is never part of my dreams. Interesting. Why am I still in the past in my dreams? Interesting. Okay, Pat, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that if you're yeah. constantly dreaming about the past in your dreams. Yes. So I dream about my ex-boyfriend all the time. Okay. And that means that I need to think about him and what the three qualities, they can be good or bad, are that stick out to me about that person. Okay? Got it. He is unprepared. This is you. This and is your boyfriend. Yes, ex-boyfriend. the ex-boyfriend was unprepared, not reliable, and very, very sweet, but probably taken advantage of. Okay, so when I dream about him, I'm dreaming about feeling like unprepared. Uh, I'm those sure. things. Yeah. So okay? you are just reflecting. This is internal. This is, is not this about is him. Me. It's not about it's what he represents to her. Right. So you have to think about your ex-husband, Kirsten, and think about the three qualities that you it could be a nice one and two bads or three nice ones, like whatever. And then your kids are always little. Children are new ideas. Okay, so okay. if you're dreaming so about children, your children specifically, or does it matter? Um, Your children... That would be your own new ideas. Got it. Okay, so you are, they are in development. These ideas aren't in the womb. They've been developed, okay, but not fully. And the thing that's holding you back from developing those new ideas is the qualities that you saw in him. That's, you're being Ah, that, you are being that thing ah, that's stopping you from developing that and growing and moving on. So whatever he represents to her is stopping those new ideas from developing. Yes. maybe ask yourself what that means to her or ask yourself, listener, what that means to you. Right. Dawn, this is amazing. Just, I want to let listeners know if they're joining us, like Dawn is literally working her magic. And by that, I mean. Uh, her dream weaver skills. <laughs> a couple listeners, a few listeners sent in their emails. She's going to do this every week. She's already done two. You have another one, right? Yeah, I do. We got plenty of time. This is a common one, and I love this one from Terry because, Terry, I also dream about this, and my dreams have changed because of my life. I dream, this is coming from Terry, I dream of tornadoes or funnel clouds at least once a week. Do you? Yes, not once a week, but I have had periods of my life where tornadoes would just show up and I'd be like, that is really weird because it's so, so intense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this has been going on for at least five years. My recent dream was a tornado. It was coming in and I was trying to get my younger brother and sister into the basement. In real life, my siblings are in their 50s now. So here we are with the new ideas again. Okay. Okay. Uh, what does this mean? So... A tornado in a dream is about chaos and it's about inner turmoil that you're having within yourself. Drama. Okay. Okay. Drama in your life that you're afraid of. And the tornado is coming and you see it coming. You're like, oh my God, this is the, this is when I do this thing. You know what I mean? Like this is whenever I continually make this same mistake or I am going to get upset and start crying because my sister made me make a bring a charcuterie, charcuterie board for Christmas. Listen to the last segment. Dawn is or, forced to bring appetizers right. for her family Christmas, and she can't decide whether or not she's going to actually go. 
because she doesn't want to be bothered. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's a real a struggle, thing girl. My dream about a tornado tonight. But in my earlier days, <laughs> dreaming about life, a charcuterie tornado. So like in school, in college, I used to dream about like the chaos of auditioning at school. Oh, sure. Okay, so I always dreamt about tornadoes, but the drama excited me. So mm. when I saw the tornado coming in my dream, I was like, ooh, 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 it's coming, it's coming. And then I'm like, yeah, and I'd get out in the wind and things would be whipping around, and I liked the oh, tornado. This, I love this because I don't remember the tornado being like, I'm terrified and running. I would never run away. It was mostly like way off in the distance, mm-hmm. and I could just marvel at how cool th- th- there's like how awesome, and I mean awesome in the original sense of the word. Like, yeah. Oh, that's insane that's that I'm I'm able to see that thing. But it would be a lot. It wouldn't just be like one. Yeah. You yeah. see a lot of funnel clouds. Yeah. So that relates back to your personality. Your soul is recognizing that you can see chaos and drama coming in your life. Okay. But you don't have to choose to get close to it. Oh. And you do not have to participate. You can just marvel at the chaos around you and go, oh, that's interesting. This is blowing my mind. Oh, my gosh. They are really, you know, so... Um, that's probably a reflection. Your soul's just saying, look what you can do. You have control of chaos oh my God, within yourself. It. But it'll you'll see it. Yeah. You'll know it's there around yeah. you, but you don't participate or you don't get too close. Yeah. Fascinating. You don't like drama. Don, what was the biggest thing you or the biggest surprise you learned from your dream like your dream instruction? Um, probably that if you are being pursued or chased by someone with a knife, you are being that is you, you are, you think that you are a victim of your own life. Okay. But it's actually you. You. You've got something that you feel like is deep inside that you can't get away from that is chasing you, but you are the one that is you with the knife. That's intense. And that knife is a tool for change. Oh, so okay? it's not. So the death is change in a dream. It is not death. It is change. People sometimes are afraid of change. What's bouncing really high? Oh, you're leaping. You can bounce. Ooh, you are. Oh, that's great. Like or like flying or just hovering above. Well, I used like flying once or twice, but I repeatedly do the bouncy thing (laughs) where I'm like, okay, so that is. But I can't stay up forever. But I'm like, whoa, I can hang out for a long time up here. You actually, in your daily life, you realize that you can really dive into happiness and you can control that happiness for so long. Like you can really ride the wave of fun and happiness Okay, and you wish you could do it forever, but you have to come back down to earth sometimes and be a normal person. You can't just live up there. Just so from noon to three, we're going to bounce. Yeah. And then at three o'clock, it's like, all right, because we're out of time. We got I want to thank you so much, Don. I think our listeners are going to love the chance for you to weigh in on their dreams. So if you guys, do you want people to just send you emails whenever so that you've got a bank um, or do you like it when it's the day of, I think it's a day of would be better. Okay. And it might get, I might not be able to get to them because sometimes when this happens, like I, it gets a little, I'm apologizing in advance. Okay. All right. So just pretend we didn't have this conversation. Listeners enjoy it for (laughs) what it was. And we'll revisit this again next Wednesday. And I just want to compliment our three emailers, Sharon, Kirsten and Terry for doing exactly what Bradley asked, which is keeping it in a one paragraph form. All right. And uh, we'll do that again next week. Now, when we come back, remember how Emily Blunt told a story about Tom Cruise calling her a naughty word? Yeah. She's clarifying. She's like, calm down, you guys. I think maybe Tom Cruise got to her. We'll tell you about it when we return. Oh, no. Right here on My Talk 107.1. I met a man who lives in
My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, a Mike Ganger production. Thank you, Mike, for doing a great job again today. We Thank appreciate you. you. You're welcome. Uh, and we have Emily Blunt made some comments that were, you know, talking about her experience on the set of Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. And Bradley, what's the development in this? Because she said something that Tom Cruise said to her. Yeah, she's clarifying the remarks she gave that we learned about from a podcast, by the way, the Smartless podcast that you listen to, Dawn. Yes. With a bunch of funny people, Will Arnett, um, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. Hayes. They're all super good friends. And she told this story about Tom Cruise. Basically, she was she was really uh, like not dealing with this costume on the edge of tomorrow well. And by costume, I mean it was like all this equipment she had to wear. It's like an eighty five pound suit. Yeah. On set, and he basically just looked at her and said, "Stop being a," and that's a p word, if you yeah. will. And um, a lot of us were like, "Oh." Uh, Oh, Could, do they have an HR really? department on set? Yeah, like, do you really call a woman a... like? And also, you're not acknowledging that she's not, you? like, a bodybuilder like you are? Yeah, and also uh, totally obsessed with doing all your own stunt works and, like, like cinema verite, like, right. just, like, doing it all yourself, like it's real. <laughs> right. So she was... But she's clarifying now because she's saying, you guys, and she... But, 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 remember... And we said this all the time for years on the Colleen and Bradley show. Nothing is real and everyone smokes, yes. right? And so when Emily Blunt then has to release a statement to E! News, right. I, I'm like, okay, so who got to her? Because she's clarifying her statement and basically said, it's ludicrous that it's being spun as something that offended me. It didn't. I shared the story as lightheartedly as it was meant by Tom. I absolutely adore Tom. He's a dear friend, and he was a total gem to me. It was said as a joke, and it made me laugh, which it did in a big way. And it's still something we laugh about to this day. Oh, so um, the, I mean, the TC, the TC crew, the TC got to crew? her, the Tom Cruise yeah, crew. Well, I mean, I just think about like, girl, if somebody like. If you and I had a conversation and somebody misinterpreted it, like maybe at the top of yesterday's show. Sure. Because <laughs> we were doing theater of the mind and some people thought we were being real uh, because we did. Anyway, the moral of the story is you and I'd be like, oh, that's funny. But yeah. we would not release a statement to E! News. No. Right? No. So you wonder if like she's like, oh, crap. Damage control. Oh, crap. I have to make it clear to Tom Cruise because I don't want to be on the wrong side of Tom Cruise. Not only because he is somebody in Hollywood, like at the top of the heap of somebody's in Hollywood, right? And she would like to work there. But that might keep her from getting one of them cakes every year that he sends out. You know oh, about the, them cakes. The coconut cake? Yeah. 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 So she's probably just like, I got to make sure I keep getting my coconut cake. On the cake. coconut cake list. Yeah. Who is on the coconut cake list? A lot it of can't people. Be- Everybody. No, but it's a lot of people in Hollywood. Everybody for a while was talking about that dumb coconut cake, and it was like, fine, thanks. Also, none of us can have the coconut. Well, actually, we probably can. I don't know. Because it's from an actual bakery. 
I think in L.A. Well, but it's like, thanks, guys. Now we all all the actors who don't get the Tom Cruise coconut cake. They're they're like, thanks. I feel great. Yes. about. Oh, life. yeah. Now, you know about the coconut. cake. But don't you like, feel well, like she, you don't you don't just release a statement to E! News? No. Unless somebody got to her or her ego or her uh, insecurity got the better of her. Who do you think? got to her who her is publicist it? her publicist yeah like girl you have all these headlines now that are saying that tom cruise called you a nasty word and read the room nobody wants to hear about tom cruise calling a woman a p-word yeah right so even though you're telling this story in jest which i don't blame her i mean if you go back and listen to the story she is being lighthearted about yeah. it i totally understand but that's not the world we live in I like we, I like the fact that she says it's so lighthearted and it wasn't a big deal and he just said it and then at the very end you said she says we laugh about it all the time to this day. Well, if it was that throwaway and it was that lighthearted, why are you still like laughing about it, talking about it to this day? That doesn't make any sense to me. Ooh, Mike, that's look true. at him. So did it really sting? Is he hurt? on the right show or what? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, conspiracy, Mike. I love it. You're absolutely right. It's it's that it's that principle of over-explain. Mm-hmm. Like, you know when people start to over-explain things, you're like, well, you know, actually, the thing about it is, is I mean, when you really start to think about it, there's nothing, what's really actually there to think about? There's nothing to think about. Yeah, don't you're worry like, why about are you still it. Talking? Don't worry about this if it's nothing, in the corner. It's really no big deal. There's a giraffe? It oh. It pooped? <laughs> I'm just saying, don't look at yeah. what's behind the curtain, the yeah. Wizard of Oz or a giraffe. Well, and Tom Cruise, kind of the, the guy behind the curtain. He is. Are you looking up that cake? I am. How did you know? Because I can tell what's going on in your mind. Uh-oh. It's called Doan's, oh, Doan's Bakery in Woodland Hills. Are they on Gold Belly? Yeah. You can buy it online, but it's super expensive, right? Uh, Probably, especially this time of year where he has, they're literally baking cakes right now for his list all of his lists that's all they probably 109.95 free shipping yeah 109 dollars for a coconut cake what's inside i'm looking at it right now and i'm just going to judge to see if i would even like it i don't like fake coconut well what's fake coconut just something you would buy in the store that's like you know like an almond joy that kind of weird i call it fake coconut oh that's fake coconut i don't know it's it's just I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> so you don't have to like it. I don't it. know what is, is there a creamy center? Like this what is, is the this? white is it chocolate. Bunt? It's the white chocolate coconut bunt cake. Okay. It actually looks amazing because it's a white chocolate bunt cake. Who doesn't love a bunt? Um, and then look at all that thick coconut frosting. It's cream cheese frosting oh, dusted with cheese. toasted coconut flakes. You had me at cream cheese frosting. Pillowy cake good enough to derail the strictest of Hollywood diets. Does that mean? But because Tom Cruise sends these cakes out to people every year, they can charge a hundred and nine dollars. So, yeah, I mean, it says right now, send us an e gift, and it says arrives after Christmas. Yeah, well, yeah, they don't have time gonna, right now. No, they're busy they're doing, doing Tom, Tom Cruise's, Cruise's list. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if she, Karen Doan, that's her name. Yep. The, if Karen has to hire extra people during this season. Oh, her son, Eric, also bakes all sorts of cakes together. This is their signature cake. Well, and we didn't know about this. I think it was until Jimmy Fallon talked about it on The Tonight Show that people get, you know, um, uh, he quoted it whenever the story came out. Because I remember we talked about it on the show. 
Tom Cruise will send you a cake during the holidays. It's a white chocolate coconut cake, and it's unbelievable. And then other people are like, yeah, I get the cake, too. And then other people are like, I don't get the cake. Oh. And then you're like, oh, crap. What did I do to not deserve a cake from Tom Cruise? I thought we were besties. Jim, Jimmy Fallon, that's kind of braggy of yeah. you. Come on. You know, it's um, kind of like if we said, you know, Q made us all cookies today. And you the go, listeners feel it. bad because they didn't get any. Right. Or what if I didn't get any, and I'm the baby of the family, and I... Oh God! Are you going to be the? Too. Are you going to be the baby too? <laughs> there are cookies out there, Dawn. Go get yourself a cookie. Did uh, you have a cookie? No. What is it? You didn't try the cookie? What? Oh, they're probably gone now. No. Well, because of the vultures around here. So, oh my God, Dawn! You're so <laughs> angry. Kidding. I'm kidding. I no, had my coconut Quinn, today. Social media Quinn made the most amazing red velvet. White cho- uh, red velvet cookies with white chocolate icing and pistachio uh, pistachio Ooh. topping. So good. Did you have one, Mike? I did not. No. You guys, they're like out on by the Christmas tree. Do you right. want to be all alone right now? We have thirty seconds. Go. I mean, because I go get yourself go get a cookie, and um, I'll tell everybody what we're going to do at the top of uh, the hour. Oh gosh. So when we come back here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, we're going to do a new segment. I'm just going to tell you what it's called, and you have to figure out during the break what it's about, okay? Can I just tell them? Yeah. It's called Boobs on Tubes. Boobs on Tubes. That's the name of the segment we're going to try out when we return. Boobs on Tubes. Boobs on Tubes. Coming in the third hour of The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm making production. Go get yourselves a cookie. Thank you. We'll be right back here on My Talk 107.1. They really are good.